Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. I'm Brittany Berlinich. I'm a content strategist, social media manager, and the host of this show. And I am so glad you're here. It is not lost on me that you choose to spend part of your week listening to me in this episode. So I trust that you'll get a ton of value out of it because I love nerding out about marketing. And I'm thinking if you're here too, you either like nerding out about marketing or you're looking to learn more about it. And if so, either way, you're in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about how to make really good posts on Instagram. And unlike my other episodes where I talk about a tactic, a strategy, a feature, or tips on production of reels, of carousel posts, of stories, and things like that, we're going to go back to what makes all content good. Because when it comes down to it, all content comes down to copywriting. Copywriting is an invaluable skill, and I've heard people say that content and copywriting are different things, and I can see that. Copywriting is when you write to sell. Content is when you write to educate, but if you're doing things right, if you're really up-leveling your copywriting skills, or if you're working with people who are, then you're going to see that you use copywriting principles in your content creation. That's going to be the most effective and compelling content to help you get more followers, to get more email subscribers, and then of course, to get more sales. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to make a bigger difference and we want to make more money. So let's get into it, shall we? The first thing I thought about when I was brainstorming the outline for this episode was pie. And if you're a teacher, especially a teacher of upper elementary students, or if you've done it before, I'm sure you can think of that acronym and what it stands for. I'll give you a second to try to recollect it. P-I-E stands for persuade, inform, and entertain. It's one of those silly things that we write on anchor charts with our class to help them remember what are the different reasons that an author might want to create content. Of course, once we're adults, it gets a little more complicated than that, right? When we think about the different other types of content, we think about propaganda, which is both persuasive and informational, although not always accurate. And then we also have edutainment, right? Stuff that's educational and entertaining we start to see that we're creating content that has more than one purpose. And that's why I say by up-leveling our copywriting skills, we can also become better content creators. And the way we do that is by thinking about how can we embed all three of those purposes into every piece of content we create. I do think that sometimes it is hard, like certain subjects, certain topics, just make it really hard to make it entertaining. And I would even say this podcast is probably more dry, honestly. I did try to embed some stories, but when I'm talking about social media content, podcasts are a little bit different. We're a little more patient with our podcast episodes that we're listening to, but on social media, you need to be quick and concise and getting all those into one post or piece of content is the name of the game. So you want for your content to be persuasive. What do you want for them to do or think or feel? I know that can sound kind of manipulative, but if you just think about maybe the things that they need to know and why they need to know them. So think about the why, the what, and the how, okay? So the why is the persuasive part, the what is the informational, and then the entertaining part is the how, right? That's like what you do to actually create your content. 
So you'll see this a lot, especially with short form video, like TikToks and Reels, you'll see the skits where people are talking to themselves, but then they dress themselves up as characters. Sometimes this means the same person is on the screen as more than one person, and they're like having a conversation with each other, or sometimes it just means the same person is putting on different outfits to like signify that they're different people. What can you do to make your content more entertaining? Sometimes this means lip syncing to a trending audio. This can mean costumes. This could mean more pattern interrupts where you do something that's maybe not so expected to keep the person guessing. This could mean switching up your camera angles, doing one that's straight on, doing one from above, one from below. It's silly little things like this that actually make content easier to consume, more entertaining to watch, and then more compelling so that they actually stay through the whole video and take some kind of action afterwards, whether that's following you, commenting you, commenting on the post, sending you a DM, or clicking on a link in your profile. How can you make your content more persuasive? This is where your copywriting skills come in. So anytime we create a piece of content, even if it's usually educational in nature, we're really trying to get them to do something, even if it's just to believe something differently. If we think about the different phases a customer's in, they might be problem unaware. They might be struggling with something, but they can't name or articulate exactly what they're having a problem with. They're problem unaware. So at this point, you're educating and persuading them to understand that this is indeed their problem and it's why they're struggling with X. It's kind of like when you think about how someone is dehydrated and they have a headache. Someone who's dehydrated is looking for Advil. They're probably not looking for water. So you're gonna give them the Advil, you're gonna entertain them, but you're gonna give them the water. You're gonna say, this is what you think you need, but what you actually need is X, okay? Someone might be problem aware, but solution unaware. So in this example, okay, they know they're dehydrated, but what are they supposed to do? I know this is a silly example because we know that dehydration means you need to drink more water, but just play along with me. So if they're problem unaware, their head hurts, they don't know they're dehydrated. If they're problem aware, but they're solution unaware, they know they're dehydrated, but they don't know what they need to help with that. If they're solution aware, then they know they're dehydrated, they know that they need water, but which water should they drink? Again, I know, silly example. But maybe they're trying to figure out which bottle of water should they get. And by the way, we all go through these same phases at basically anything we're buying, whether we're buying food, whether we're deciding which restaurant we wanna go to. And in this case, we could talk about a person who's at a gas station and they're trying to get a bottle of water, which brand should they get? So now we have someone who is problem aware and solution aware, and at this point, they are ready to buy. This is usually where someone is, by the way, when they're on TPT, they have a problem, they know what they need to teach, but they don't know what they need to teach it, maybe. So when they go to search it, they're looking for ideas. Some people use Pinterest for this, but I know some people use TPT for this as well. Or they're problem aware and solution aware, and they say, no, I know I need a tracker for my math fact fluency. I'm going to look for that, and that's what I'm typing in. So you can see how people at these different phases is different, like we call this search intent in SEO. They need different things. They need different kinds of information. So the more that we can embed these different types of content into every single piece of content we have, that we have persuasive, informational, and educational content, and that we deliver it in, and it was so hard for me to say this, I just had to record this three times, in a way that is as educating as possible and entertaining as possible and as persuasive as possible. We want it to be delivered in a fun way if we can. And we want to do all three, right? We want to be able to help everyone wherever they're at. Because yes, we can create content that's you know problem unaware and for people who are problem aware or people who are solution aware. But the thing is, we don't know who's gonna see our post. 
So we really have to be creating content that tries to address wherever someone is in that stage of customer journey. And we have to be able to have the different kinds of author's purpose considerations in every piece of content because we want to persuade, educate, and inform in every single piece. That alone will help you out a lot, but here are some other things to help you create better posts on Instagram and also just create better content in general. You've probably heard this a lot, but tell a story. Some of the best marketing emails I get open with a story. I feel like Pat Flynn is masterful at this. Every episode of his podcast, Smart Passive Income, opens with some kind of story. And actually he uses the entertaining openers too because you learn a little fact about him with every single episode. So he is just masterful. Go and listen, not only to people when I recommend their podcasts, like the content, but look at how they do things. Watch what they're doing. That's gonna make you a much more masterful marketer. So how can you tell more stories in your content? How can you relate what you're talking about to something that happened to you or maybe something you observed in the classroom with a student? A really good book for this, by the way, if you're interested in learning this skill, is Story Brand by Donald Miller, or Building a Story Brand, excuse me. And his framework is very simple, but it's very effective. So you start with a character who wants something. This could be the teacher who you're serving. What do they want? Or is it the student, the parent? Think of who it is that you're really helping. You're gonna tell a story of this person who wanted something, and you wanna think about what do you want to be known for? Because that thing that you want to be known for is the thing that character wants. Okay, and that character has a problem. So you can start with your student, little Susie. Little Susie was struggling with her math facts. No matter what we did with her, no matter what we tried, we tried math centers, we tried math workshop, nothing was working. So there's my character, my character has a problem. What does the character want? My little Susie wanted to master her math facts because she knew she could get to that ice cream party. That's their problem, okay? So how are we gonna fix that problem? And that's where we go to they meet the guide. But then I decided to try something different. That's where she meets the guide, which in this case would be me, right? I introduced Susie to my math fact fluency tracker and we said, how about you track your own data and set your own goals? So I taught her how to do smart goals. We started practicing little by little. She failed a lot at the beginning, but guess what? She eventually got it. Next step is give them a plan. We realized that setting SMART goals and having students set their own goals was masterful. And so I tried this with more students. And then eventually we had our whole class doing goal setting and tracking every single week. And then five, call to action. Having your students set your own goals could be the thing that helps them stay motivated and not have to have you rely on checking in with them all the time. They can keep themselves accountable. If you want to try this out for yourself, check out my Math Fact Fluency Tracker. I have it at the link in my bio or comment goals for the link. And then you have help them avoid failure. So what can you do to offer them help with this? So you can say, go check out my YouTube channel for more ideas if you want to see that. Or be sure to listen to my podcast to get more strategies to help you. And then enter the success. So then you go back to Susie's story and I'm happy to report, by the way, that Susie now has a 90% on her math fact test every single week. Da, 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 da. Okay, so there is the framework. And actually, if you just go to the Building a Story Brand website, you'll find it. But I'll just say that story brand framework again. One, it's introduce a character who wants something. Two, describe the problem they have. Three, describe how they meet a guide. And if you think about the big stories, they all do this. You know, like with Star Wars, there's Luke Skywalker. He is the main character. Yoda is the guide, okay? In Hunger Games, 
Katniss is the main character, but Hamish is the guide. In Mission Impossible, James Bond is the main character, Q is the guide. You see what I'm saying? So we want to think of ourselves as the guide and the customer that we're helping as the main character. When we really get good at storytelling, and I could be way better at this, I know, but it's something I'm actively working on. When we also start telling the story of our brand and our company, our mission and our vision, and our values, and start integrating that into our content, our content is going to be better. Our posts are going to be better. Speaking of that, think about how you can integrate your values into your posts. If you haven't taken some time to think about what your values are, you probably want to think about what your personal values are first. And then based on that, what are the values of your company, of your brand? You probably don't want to integrate too many, maybe three to five, and then go and grow from there. But what are they? There are so many websites you can go to to get a list of values if you really want to sit there and go through them. But I think if you do some journaling and reflecting, you really think, what are the things that are most important to me? And how are those going to come through in the work that I do for this brand and company through these resources, through everything I create? These are going to be the lenses through which you make decisions for your business. So it's probably a good thing for you to think about anyway. But I've noticed anytime we've really had to think on this with clients and we've had their values come through in the content we create for them, it just tends to perform way better. With that, what is your mission? You probably have a personal mission in life. You'll hear me talk a lot about helping you make a difference and make more money. So what is the difference you really want to make in the world? And by the way, the difference you want to make in the world might not be directly related to the company or brand that you have. And if so, that's okay but they should be somewhat related in the sense of, if I made a lot of money, I would do this. Or if my company was successful, this is the kind of impact I could have. Think about that for you. What is your personal internal mission? And then your external mission with your company, with your brand, what can you achieve with that? So for me, this looks like helping people have choices. I am a big proponent of individual choice and freedom. It's like a huge value for me, freedom. And I know that when people make more money, they have more choices. I know that one big way that people have more money is through marketing. And I also happen to know that when it comes to social media, that's one thing that most TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, teacher business owners, and honestly, a lot of my introverted online business friends tend to avoid. They don't like it. They don't enjoy it. They hate the idea of selling but I want to help you be successful. And so I talk about social media and marketing here on this podcast and in my content so I can help you make more money. The external mission complements the internal mission. You want to make sure that your content sells for you. And in this, I mean, when we're creating reels for clients, for example, I am always highlighting the resource itself. Then I use things like the audio, sound effects, the captions to tell the story of the resource or to show the benefits, the transformation that the student or the teacher can have once they buy the resource. So the content is selling the resource for you. Your good content should also sell you. It should share and showcase why you are the one they should buy from. Why should they go with your services, with your course, with your membership, with your resource over all the other competitors and alternatives? And when I say competition, I don't mean that in a bad way. Everybody has some kind of competition for whatever offer they have. Why should they go with you? You have to help them understand why. And finally, really good content helps to build your authority. It shows why people should know, like, and trust you. It shows 
why you should be known for one thing and what that one thing is, and it highlights what you know about that one thing. You can do this not just with social media content, but you can do this with your long form content like a blog, a YouTube channel, or a podcast, and of course, all of your content works together. You can do this by speaking at summits, by participating in collaborative bundles. You can do this by going live with someone on Instagram and sharing what you know. You can do this through demonstrative workshops where you highlight a specific skill and help people up-level in that skill. So think about that. When you're creating every single post, how can you do these things? I'm just gonna review them for you. How can you persuade, inform, and entertain? How can you tell the story of the resource you're promoting and of the brand that you have? How can you integrate your values and your external mission as well as your internal mission into your content? How can you create your content in such a way that it sells for you and that it sells you while building your authority and highlighting you as an expert in your space? If you want help with this, I have the course Instagram for introverts, which will specifically show you how to create content on Instagram and use Instagram as a tool, a sales tool to help you make more sales and get more email subscribers. I also have the content club, which shows you how to make way better content. And we talk about this high level stuff and then in practice, what does that look like? Creating good content. It's much more about practicing over time, not necessarily mastering Instagram, but just creating content in general. And of course, I'm always happy to help you one-on-one. You can just DM me on Instagram, help, and I will share what different ways we can work together because not every single offer is for every single person. Maybe you might benefit better from one-on-one help, whereas someone just needs what's in Content Club. Either way, I would love to keep serving you over on Instagram if you're not following me already, Brittany Rulenich, or you can come join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash audience and authority, or you can just look for social media magic on Facebook and you should be able to find us. I trust this episode was helpful. I can't wait to hear your takeaways. Otherwise, talk soon. Thank you.